Hello everyone and welcome to episode 19 of The Green Room and once again today I'm joined by James. Hi there Nick and we're joined by Harry. Hello. And she's still a little bit scared about being in front of the camera but shortly. <laughs> That's, is that a threat? So yes. we'll get her in the peripheries and then eventually to the front. Exactly, exactly. How, uh, how are you guys getting on? I'm oh, very well actually. A bit sad about you know all the lack of sport. The football season's finished. Yes. Are you? I'm, I am not about upset that? about that at all. <laughs> but Wimbledon's going to start soon, so that's all. Excited fun. about Wimbledon. Yes. I'm very. Now we've got the Cricket World Cup still on, so yeah, a few things to afford to, but it's all a bit you know. And, stop and you stop. know, great news about Liverpool winning the Champions League. Oh yeah, of course. Well yeah, done, James. Thanks for that detail. I, I literally didn't know about that. Okay, fine. I did. How did Man United get on? Were they involved? Um, not not this <laughs> not uh, not next year or the oh, year wow. after that. Right. What are we talking about today? Uh, today we're talking about electric cars. So it's a bit of an introduction. I'm sure it's a topic that we, we're going to talk lots and lots more about. I thought so. Technology develops over time, mm-hmm. um, but I'd say you know significantly developed to a point that uh, they are getting more and more in use with yeah. you know climate change news um, coming to the to the forefront over the last week or so. Quite topical. Mm-hmm. Uh, electric cars being mentioned because, yeah. of course, a third of emissions is through transportation, as you may or might not know. Uh, so, obviously, electric cars, both in the domestic front and commercial front, can mm. do a lot to meet our zero carbon reduction targets by 2050. And I, I'm, I'm not going to pretend I do this every day, but I cycled to work this morning. Well done. And I well cycled done. by the A3, uh, and it is, it's pretty miserable, actually. It's uh, felt kind of, I needed one of those little masks. Well, it's brilliant, actually, because you, you probably uh, hoovered up a lot of those few things. <laughs> okay, so I'm single-handedly yeah. saving the planet. Good. Um, okay, so we're talking about electric cars. Uh, where, where do we start? Well, when did you... So we, we discussed about this. Well, we wrote about this back in 2012. We went to a few uh, shows at the time. I think the one that stands in my uh, in, in the forefront is the... What was it? EcoBuild at the time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, EcoBuild, yeah. And they had a whole section on electric vehicles, and mm-hmm. they were talking lots of acronyms at the time. Yeah. And uh, I remember we were looking at it uh, at the time, and uh, we got to test one. Yes. Were you in the same car as me, or did we have? No, it was a separate each? separate test. Okay, yeah. So we had little Nissan Leafs, didn't we? Are they Nissan Leafs? So I, I tested a Zoe, the Renault Renault Zoe, actually. Oh, maybe that's why I tested. You're it was Leaf. very memorable. In the Leaf. I was in it was the memorable Nissan. car. I was in the Renault Zoe. Okay, and and so well, let's let's just talk about it very quickly. So electric car, um, it doesn't actually. Well, I mean, we're talking about hybrids as well. But when as soon as we go electric car, it includes a lot more than just a car that has a great big battery in, and therefore you charge it every night and it runs. There's loads and loads of different types and specifics that we're going to kind of cover. Um, the basically they they were introduced actually ages and ages ago, um, but petrol, you know, petrol cars, diesel cars—they won cars, the battle of the day, didn't they? Yeah, they did back back in the day, um, and so they became really really popular. Uh, and obviously, there's massive advantages, or there were massive advantages, and they're becoming kind of matched now by electric car performance. And one of the main ones was that I can go and fill up my car with a tank of fuel. And I can drive sort of 600 miles and then I can refuel it and then I'm good to go again. And it takes, what, two minutes? That's if you lift and coast. That's if you lift and coast. But that's, um, but you know, so so it takes, what, a couple of minutes to charge, to fill the tank. Yeah. And then obviously go and pay. Uh, And so the whole process takes about four minutes. Yeah. 
right? Whereas with electric cars, one of the issues was until Tesla sort of hit the scene really, is that electric cars take a little bit longer to charge. So, you know, if, if I want to drive from London to Bristol um, and I need to stop halfway. And that's the technological challenge of batteries. So the, the charge takes a lot longer than a discharge. So normally it's, hmm. um, it's, a, it's a disproportional kind of uh, concept. But um, technology is moving, I'd say, in the, in the right, right direction. And that, and that, I think, is as more and more get built. And that is obviously the major, the major hurdle and the barrier to entry electric cars have been facing. So, well, two things, which we'll cover in a sec, but cost is another one. But, but this range limitation, you know, if they can find ways of getting over that, then you're, you're sort of removing one of the big hurdles to, to uptake of electric cars. Um, so, where where do you want to start? Do you want to start so let's, with um, um, lots of acronyms being exchanged at okay. the market, and lots of lots of. But, so, it'd be worthwhile just to cover each one okay. in a bit more detail. Uh, talk Fine. about examples because that's what will resonate with people out there. Okay, so let's start with the the first one, which is your your battery electric car, right? So this has no petrol, no diesel engine at all. It is one hundred percent electric. You are charging it as and when you need to, you know, as and when the battery runs flat. Um, the benefits, obviously, you're driving it, and there are zero emissions. It is much cheaper currently to sort of charge your car and run it than the equivalent petrol car. Yeah. The, the major issues, the two, are one, it's expensive, and two, and this is where, this is a little bit of a grey area, but... The range of most of them mm -hmm. is very limited still. Yes. You know, so you're you're kind of if you're driving around the city, if you live in London, for example, and you have a little electric car and it does fifty miles, you can drive and do all your journeys in a day, come back, charge it, and life's good. But if I'm commuting from here to where would that go? So, yes, but basically what you're saying is there, it's 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 good as your Secondary vehicle, so one to mm -hmm. do your local shopping. If, yeah. you're, if you're say commuting locally, yeah, on a, on a daily basis, it might do the whole week, mm -hmm. um, but not as your primary vehicle if you wanted to do intercity. Exactly, exactly, and there's and also you know unlike a petrol car that could you can get a hundred thousand miles minimum. I mean, you probably get half a million miles out of a petrol car now or a diesel car. An electric car, you know, you're you're charging a battery, and they have. Yeah, exactly. You've, you can only charge it so many times. Um, so examples there that we've used of, of typical electric cars. So you used the one earlier, so Nissan Leaf. Nissan Leaf. And um, it was, to be fair, I, I don't remember which one I was driving, but if I was driving the Nissan Leaf, it was nice, right? And it's a fun car to drive. It's very small, but uh, fully electric. Um, one of the issues, you know with, with a mobile phone, right? And do you know when you take a picture with a mobile phone, it makes an artificial noise of taking a picture? Like, Do you see what I mean? Like yeah. an old camera, right? So the clicking the sound, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Petrol cars, and I think Tesla bought something out, but I think uh, electric cars, so fully um, battery electric cars, or BEVs, as they're called, um, they need something that is a, a little bit more like a car when it drives it. Do you know what I mean? Because otherwise you've got this car driving behind you and you can't even hear it. So that was one of the problems. So when um, I know they're not fully electric at the minute, but in, in Formula One, which I'm a massive fan of, 
when they brought the hybrid engines in. Okay. So uh, all the noise behind, like you know, one of those really loud aircraft type sound, yeah. sounding engines took, took a lot of the I fun out to, of the uh, racing. When I was very small, and I'm not a fan for more, but I went to Silverstone when I was very very small, and those cars make a racket. It and is unbelievable. You feel it your organs start to shake, yeah. and you know you you can hear it from a million miles away. Whereas the kind of the hybrids of of the series, I think they are, they are they've they've got sort of a bit better, um, but they they kind of took the they just don't the, sound the, the, the fun out of it a little bit for me. Um, mine was more of a safety aspect. You can't hear the the cars coming. Yeah, well, I mean the the other the other thing, but the, the good aspect about them. So when I drove the Zoe, when I test drove the Zoe, I, I was surprised at how quickly the ex, the acceleration is, mm-hmm. and that's the advantage of a petrol car. There's no kind of that. Put um, your foot down, nothing happens. Yeah, that kind of gradual mm-hmm. acceleration. It's isn't it? So um, that's good, but obviously limited by the distance. Yeah, and we so we've got one of the limitations here in front of us that is um, there's no backup, right? So if your battery dies you're stuck. That would be the same as a petrol car, yes. right? So if you run out of petrol, you're still stuck. The issue there is that you can probably, most people will be able to walk from wherever a car is broken, well, wherever a car has run out of fuel to a petrol station, fill up a little plastic jerry can, walk back, put it in the tank and drive to the petrol station before filling up the car properly. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, call the RAC and they might give you a bit of fuel. Mm-hmm. If you have a battery car, and it runs out of juice, you've got a lot more of an issue. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what happens. I don't know if the RAC can come and, and give you a charge. Does that, <laughs> does that exist as a That'll thing? Be a, that's an interesting question. It'd be quite good to find that out. Yeah. But, um, I mean, slightly to kind of move on to the, onto the positive side of it, they are improving. So the, the, the Tesla Model 3 uh-huh. that you were talking about earlier, mm. but even the earlier Teslas, the, well, the, the Tesla's at least a couple of hundred miles. And, and the rest. I mean, you have to pay more for a battery. And this is what's infuriating. You're getting the same car, but you're getting a, you know, an extra 100 miles for each kind of version you step up. But the cost increments of doing that is enormous. Mm. And all you're really paying for is a bigger battery. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting one. Um, and I think, you know, they've, there's a few markets here. So we were talking about the kind of intercity car. Mm-hmm. Or in, well, intercity, so driving around the city. You don't need a big battery, right? So as a second car, if it can go 30 miles, yes, that's probably sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as you're going further than that, you do need a much longer range. And I think Tesla are one of the few, and I know there are others, but they're the kind of big famous one, mm-hmm. that have made it that you can go miles in these cars. Okay, so that's the kind of cars covered. But let's talk about something that's a little bit controversial for me. And that's right. the zero emissions aspect of it. Okay. Is it really zero emissions? Uh, it depends how you charge them. Exactly. That was right. waiting for the answer. So, so in the States, we're saying California, this is not perfect, right? Because it's sunny all the time and they have massive, you know, they have massive houses. So they've got loads of space for solar panels. They get them on. And that is zero emission. Although you have to produce the solar panels and you have to produce the batteries. But just putting that aside... The running of it, in theory, when, at yeah. the point of when you're charging them is zero emissions, is, is zero emissions. But, but not necessarily but production. But I think and the... here in the UK, where it's less sunny, um, I think you're right. You're having to get the electricity from somewhere, and that typically is burning gas in the gas power stations, yeah, nuclear coal. power. Coal, We've I think we're into our fourth week or something with no coal-producing power. 
But in theory, say in the winter when yes. solar energy is low. Yeah, no, absolutely. Then. Absolutely. So, so I think you're right. They're not completely green. However, you know, producing electricity on a much bigger scale is obviously more efficient. Yes. Than lots of little. So, so in theory, so if I had my Nissan Leaf or yeah. Renault Zoe or the BMW i3 or Golf. Is the Renault Zoe? That's that tiny little one that looks kind of like a quad Clio. bike. No, it's, it's kind of clear. What's it? No, Twiggy. Renault Twiggy? Something like that. They, so you see some of the estate agents have them in London. Yes, because that like makes fun. sense what you were just saying. Yeah, yeah. The, anyway, the sorry. Um, so the, the best possible scenario is I am next to a wind farm. I've got my electric car. That's the nearest point where you I generate electricity. You own the wind farm. I own the wind farm. <laughs> yeah. And also my electricity tariff is a, you know, uh, uh, a renewables tariff from an energy supplier. That's the best possible outcome. Yes. The next best possible outcome is I live in theory next mm -hmm. to a, I don't know, coal fire power station or a gas fire power station. But I'm feeling, you know, I'm, I'm more uh, into the environment and, you know, I don't mind paying a bit extra on my fuel. Mm -hmm. So I'm on the renewables tariff from the energy supplier. Yeah. And I've got my electric car. But then the worst possible outcome is I'm none of those. I'm just on the cheapest tariff. I've got my electric car, but I'm feeding it from a coal-fired power station. Okay, so so with battery electrical cars, or maybe we'll do this at the end. But no, no let's do it now. With battery electric cars, who are they suitable for? Uh, well, so suitable for... Um, well, it depends on the use, yeah, what we've just said. So. Well, let's just go. So people drive around little cities. Yeah. Perfect. Local commutes to your work. Yeah. If you, if you are going on a longer journey, you are going to have to shell out for a bigger car, um, as in a more expensive car, because the batteries tend to be bigger. The Tesla Model 3 has just come out. I saw mm -hmm. some pictures on Twitter um, that they're just landed in the UK now. And they will, they, you know, they're relatively cheap, but they've still got decent range. I know that all of the other manufacturers are bringing out these cars, but they are not suitable. So a fully battery-powered car aren't suitable for people, really, essentially commuters, yeah. who, are, who are commuting from city to city, because mm -hmm. uh, they just don't make sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So and, that's and, I'd say, and then on, even on the commercial front, um, there's not yet, I'd say, technology to kind of replacing your vans and your trucks and no. machinery, machinery like that. I think, you know, when we get to that point, that's when it's going to be really telling, because that's the... That's the area where, you know, it's very emissions emissions heavy. Although we have electric forklifts in our warehouses. Yes. And they are they are good, um, because obviously you're inside, right? So mm -hmm. we I remember remember when we had that first warehouse we had a gas cylinder mm -hmm. on the back of the forklift. And it's I mean it's not great, is it? Well, because it was for the yard, so yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was external, so you yeah. could use it externally. Okay, moving on then. So that's battery electrical vehicles. So all battery. Right, and then we move on to the your hybrid electric vehicle. So do you remember when I turned up to work in my hybrid? Yes. Yeah. Was it the Hyundai? Uh, no, not Hyundai. What's Toyota? Toyota, but oh, it wasn't Boris. the Prius. It was the one smaller. Boris. No. Uh, what the hell was it? I should definitely remember the make of my car. I have a memory like a gold. But anyway, thing. so it's um, hybrids <laughs> making use of two engines, a uh, conventional petrol engine and electrical top-up motor. Mm -hmm. And then as you're plodding along, the, the two mo mo motors modulate between electrical power and and, yeah. and, and conventional fuel power. Mm -hmm. um, Petrol-driven engines. Um, I've no idea why they're not diesel, but I guess it must be complexity of, of, of doing, of general, or making hybrid engines out of that. But the first time I ever encountered one was 
probably the time when we were at Sky, or 2000 and... Oh, Green Tomato. That yeah, 2007, the, the cab company, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, and now Uber, obviously. Yes. All their drivers, the Prius. Um, yeah. So so I I had one, they're, they're, really, they're great, right? They they You don't need to charge them, right? So it's not like you need to plug this thing in ever. Um, it will basically increase your miles per gallon. Yeah, so it increases mm-hmm. the efficiency of your car. Um, if especially if you're driving around cities and that sort yeah. of thing. So if I'm lots of stop and start, that typically is where you get really low. Which is bad for because we talk about this because you, you tell me how many miles am I getting, but I tend to do a lot more motorway driving. So there, I seem to get a kind of stability of you know. Yaris, that's what I drive. Yaris, that's it. Totally Yaris. Um, in terms of the uh, how much I kind of rev the engine and, and all that stuff, and then I t- seem to do intercity more than you. So mm. your efficiency is lower, mine mine is higher. Yeah. Um, but then, as you said, that going back to the hybrids, yeah, it's quite good for that city city type. But as soon as you get onto the motorways, you're using the you're petrol using side. Petrol side. But so when you're when you're basically slowing down, it's charging the battery. Yes. Yeah, that's essentially how that's working. You were you were gonna do you want to do the curves thing? Well, Kurz was the so it's the uh, kinetic energy recovery system. Uh, so that was first pioneered in in Formula One racing. So essentially, um, it was when you are uh, basically so the normal engine mm-hmm. you're, you're putting in a fuel that's driving the engine, that's driving the wheel shaft, and that's pulling you forward. Yeah. But the concept of stopping also uses energy. Mm-hmm. Now in conventional cars, um, we just used to you know we have a wheel disc and a brake pad yeah. and disc disc brakes. And when you stop, they get really hot. Mm-hmm. And then that, that, that motion just releases a lot of heat energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the concept of it, the, the, um, from, from when you're stopping and starting, uh, or, or starting to stopping, mm-hmm. that's, that's using a lot of excess energy that could be used somewhere else. All it's, basically, what it's doing is flipping the motor. So it acts as a generator. So remember in your science, yeah. the generator is an inverse yeah, yeah. motor. That then takes kinetic energy, converts mm-hmm. into an electrical charge, mm-hmm. and then that feeds it into a into a battery which can be used. And this, know, is, this is one time. of the reasons you like Formula One, isn't it? Because it, it was basically they make all these weird things like this, and then they feed them they into adapt the into Yeah, so, so oh, cool. um, that's why you've got a lot of um, manufacturers in there that, that have got, that basically sponsor the teams because they know they will use that technology on mm-hmm. their road technology, and, and that's where they'll sort of make their money. So the Formula okay. One is just basically they're spending lots of R and D to then recoup that over the years and decades on kind of conventional conventional vehicles. But it is it's um, as as we were kind of saying before when I was talking about the battery um, because it's more efficient to discharge than charge. The problem is although the recovery system recovers some of that kinetic energy lost mm-hmm. uh, because you know you've got. To, you can't kind of rapidly charge the, the battery straight away with all that massive energy. Mm-hmm. It only takes a certain amount of it. That's why okay. you might say top up your um, electric battery by five to ten percent, just depending on Fine. how you drive. Okay. So it's not a given how much you can recover, but it's obviously there as a you know as a kind of a nifty little trick. So okay, so we've got benefits here. Are you don't need to plug them in, right? So you're yep. you're putting petrol in the car. And that is how it's being used to run. Mm-hmm. Um, you have greater fuel efficiency than a purely petrol car or diesel car. In city driving. city driving. Um, and therefore, you're not really bound by this kind of range issue. Yes. There is a range issue. They run out of fuel eventually. right? But then I can charge them. 
the uh, with, with petrol with petrol sorry <laughs> with petrol but the one of the cool things was when I um, and I have I did it once ran out of fuel and I've only run out of fuel <laughs> once um, with the little um, hybrid I had. There's a button that takes it into electric vehicle mode. Yeah. And you only get about a mile. Right. But it allowed me to hobble to a petrol station. Right. Okay. Very and then uh, and then could charge again. So it does. It can run in purely electric mode, but as I say, you get like a mile out of it. Um, but if you're worried about emissions, though. The constraint side of it's obviously you know when it's burning the petrol it's yeah it's still going to be uh, creating emissions so it's not an emissions free but it's slightly better I and think. and also you know we didn't really talk about costs in terms of fully electric cars they are more expensive typically than their petrol cousins mm-hmm. um but the the hybrids are again they're more expensive you know so you may well spend five thousand pounds more on a similar car to get a hybrid version. And they do, which is interesting, a lot of the um, major manufacturers out there, they, they, they have a kind of same chassis, mm-hmm. so a three model or a five model or a seven model, um, and then they'll have uh, variations within that, so they'll have you know, your starter petrol engine, then they'll have a kind of diesel long range if you do a lot of motorway driving, then they'll have a hybrid. So you can, depending upon your pricing point and your preference, Go for go the for, for the chassis with the, with the, with the type of motor that you that you're after. So the third type is the yep. the plug-in hybrid, right? So this is very similar to my hybrid. It's mm-hmm. got two engines essentially, electric. So yep. two motors, yeah, two mm-hmm. engines, electric and a petrol. Um, the the difference is that there is a bigger battery in it. Yeah. And so as well as the kind of braking charging that you were talking about earlier, you can also charge this bigger battery by plugging it in Mm -hmm. and you get a very short range in terms of miles typically like 30 40 miles so so i know the what's it the outlander the mitsubishi it's quite quite a popular one (laughs) yes yes Uh, great car (laughs) very expensive it's a good car very expensive we found out uh, by having one of those on our books but the um you know they as you say they work really well uh, I think one of the issues that for that, because we had one on our work fleet here, but they weren't, um, we didn't have a charging point at work. Yes. So we had a charging point at our, um, the guy's home, which yes. was fine. So he could charge when he was at home. But then he drove here and then couldn't charge it. So all in all, didn't really work for us. But I think for a lot of people, it'd be a great Yeah, so idea. The, the difference here um, to, to a normal hybrid is you can actually set... I know, obviously, you're talking about your a little Toyota there, where you because you're really desperate at the end. So obviously, kind of that was probably a uh, kind of a button of last resort. But here, you can provided the electric motor is charged or it has a charge or mm-hmm. you know has a uh, bit to go on it, and and you've got fuel in the tank, you can alternate between the two. So you can actually say, right, I'm gonna go fully electric now, and then it will use the th- kind of 30, 40 miles mm-hmm. and just use the electric motor basically. Which which is awesome. So if I'm therefore commuting slightly further, so if I was going from London to Reading, for example, and I have I could probably get almost all the way there electric, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a tiny bit of petrol, charge at the other end, yeah, get almost all the way home, tiny bit of petrol at the end, and do that. And because it's cheaper to run on the electric, or even I'd say. Do all your sightseeing in electric mm. when you're in the Bristol or whatever or that, that yeah, place, and then, and then do your petrol petrol on, on the way. Okay, back so there's home. strategies when we're Absolutely. talking electric vehicles. There are strategies in driving. Technically. But you know, I'm I'm because te- I do a lot of lift and coasting because you know I 
try to drive efficiently. Isn't coasting as far as I remember when I was taught to drive, coasting is bad. Uh, if 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 you've got a manual vehicle, okay, not necessarily an automatic. Um, Harry, do you, have you got any comments on on driving? <laughs> Why is this funny? I'm very excited to put my first driving test at the age of twenty-seven. Yeah, driving lesson. I've, Sorry, yes, I failed. I failed a couple of times, so it doesn't. I'm not going to pass first time. So oh, second, second time pass. Second oh, time. Second time pass. Second time pass. Uh, um, so you don't have a huge amount to say this week. You're what, just keeping what, quiet no, in the no, corner. No, but no. What, what I was just going to say because I was I was driving the Mitsubishi Outlander, and I always found because my my driving style is I tend to, um, how do I say, uh, release the the gas pedal mm. quite a long distance before I hit say a junction or a roundabout so I'd kind of slow gradually mm. and I was always wondering well why am I not getting any kind of regenerative energy back into the battery it's just because of my driving style was mm. kind of soft did your driving style also uh, result in these scratched uh, no, the alloys that was, was someone else was it okay so fine a lot, of people, become, a lot of people use that car a very expensive car yeah anyway so a um, couple of examples Chevy so lost. basically you've got a brake Quite heavily to generate that. Um, Toyota Prius, there is a plug-in version of that. Um, it's obviously a little bit more expensive than the non-plug-in version. Uh, but they're, you know, they're a good idea. They, they kind of work well. So then we move on to extended range electrical vehicles. Mm -hmm. um, so do you want to tell us about slight, that? So slight nuance there. Um, so whereas the, the, the plug-in hybrids let you alternate between, you know, you, you've kind of got that choice. Here it will it will run on the electric motor and exhaust it up to its kind of maximum runs it all the time maximum point until it's exhausted and then eventually it will kick in on, on the conventional side. Okay. Because um, it's still it's, because it's done. still got a it's still got a fuel tank. That's my my understanding of it. So my understanding of it is that um, uh, it's the electric side is always driving it. Yes. But, um, it if you, yeah, but if you kind of run out of the um, electric charge, electric charge, then it it recharges the battery using the combustion engine. Okay. Which which doesn't sound particularly efficient. In my mind, but obviously it is. Otherwise, I wouldn't make them. Mm. But but also, I'm sure at some point, you know, the way you're driving, it would. Um, no, no, it's running it, electric. It literally runs on electric. So the electric, the batteries are powering the engine, the powering the car, powering your motion, and your petrol. It's basically running as a generator to charge the battery that is then running the car. Okay. But yeah, I. It's weird to get your head around. But what if it's on like zero point zero one percent? You're so annoying. But I... It, <laughs> honestly. But... <laughs> oh, man. But you will still use... The petrol engine will charge that. Okay. You might have to sit there till it gets to 1%. I think the car's smarter than that. Do you reckon? Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't go down to 0.1% because... Uh, I'm just thinking know, if you're doing motorway driving. A, a wall. Hits, like 5%. Right, and, that, and that's when it kicks in the... Right. Petrol engine, presumably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so listen. I'll, I'll clarify that because I'm sure if you're doing say long intercity, and because the limitations of the charge on on a conventional battery, in relation to its discharge, surely no. But because you were saying that, right? You were saying the charge discharge thing. But if I go, so if I drive a Tesla two hundred miles, yeah, mm. to drive two hundred miles takes me at seventy miles an hour takes approximately three hours. 
Yes. Yeah, if, yes. I'm, if I'm going via you know, one of these average speed zones in the motorway, it probably takes about six hours. Yes. But ignoring that, so normally it takes about three hours. To charge it, I can charge the car in 20 minutes. Mm. And so I don't understand the discharge charge thing. Okay. But you're a, you're, I want to say physician, but you're not a doctor. No, I'm but not. You're, you're a physics. Economist, but nothing to do with. <laughs> okay. Physics. I forget. You're so, you're so talented in so many things, I just forget. Yeah, thank you, James. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. So, but, but so therefore, actually, it could, in theory, you could always be charging your battery. Yes. With your petrol motor. In theory, yeah. But oh, d- yeah, they have pure electric range up to pure electric 125 miles, and then I guess the well, what you're saying about the petrol engine kicking in, acting as the generator. Um, Should we clarify this next week? But I, I think, I think if you're going like to Manchester without stopping, mm-hmm. surely it's got to get to a point where the electric engine is going to be discharged to a point where no, because the electric is always charging it. Hmm. Okay. okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe we'll call uh, Vauxhall on that and just get them to clarify that 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 point or Chevrolet. Right, yeah, I think uh, it's the Vauxhall Ampera and the Chevrolet Volt. But I do, I actually do remember the Ampera. It's been around for... It has been around for a while. Yeah, hmm. it's probably up to his kind of second or third. There's a couple of BMW models that use the same principles of the i3 I, and i8. I'd really like an i8. If anyone out there <laughs> is wondering... Would like to gift James an expe- extremely expensive vehicle. I would love an i8. He would love it. Anyway, um, right, fuel cells. Okay, so... Interesting, that one. Fuel it cell. is interesting. Where did you see the f- first fuel cell? On the Isle of Wight. Yes. Well done, James. Good memory. Um, and you can talk more about them than me. Go on, explain to me how fuel cells... No, but that was hydrogen. Yeah. Right? So what they, needs... what they wanted to do was split... Um, they literally split water mm-hmm. to make... With electricity to make hydrogen oxygen. Then they burnt it to make water. They were yeah. using hydrogen as a fuel. Yeah. These fuel cells are producing power from the chemical reaction mm-hmm. of splitting it, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the Correct. fuel cell boilers, like CHP boilers, Correct. which you're a big fan of. Yeah. Um, so they're running slightly differently. Because actually, if you can imagine, we had the infrastructure to pump hydrogen into, you know, you t- turned up at a hydrogen station, filled your car with liquid hydrogen, mm-hmm. and then drove off, it would be incredibly clean. Well, that's what it says in the memo, it requires hydrogen. Yeah, but you've got to make hydrogen. Yes, yes. So again, you, you need you need electricity to to, to make it to make it. Yes, yeah, so and it's really expensive to make it at the moment. At the minute, yeah. And that chap who we were speaking to was very excited about it, mm-hmm. but he had this. It was like a massive container, right? Mm-hmm. And they were making sort of a cup full of hydrogen a day. Yes. From this massive, massive thing. So if, if you remember back in your history, why do they don't make uh, hot air balloons out of hydrogen? The old Hindenburg, mm. 1935. Yeah, it didn't go well, that. Just Exploded. Yeah. Where they made out of helium these days. But shows that you know they could power a car. Yes. So, but I mean, the hydrogen fuel cell car powered on hydrogen fuel. In theory, to say that you know, if we had hydrogen filling stations, mm-hmm. it could all be controlled and stable, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. In theory, that would solve the um, the intercity challenge. So you kind of use your electric cars for for your within the city and your local commutes, and then your hydrogen. For long distances. But, but you could, in theory, as you were talking there, if you had the infrastructure, you know, if I went from town to town, or yes. village to village, and there were electric charging points everywhere, yes, then 
It's a hell of a lot of co- coffee stop- stopovers. It, it is. I think that's the benefit of right petrol, diesel, and hydrogen. Yeah. In theory, I can just plug them in and I can go. Um, one thing that I did uh, listen to here, which was quite a cool idea, is basically you drive in and you just the battery drops out of the bottom of your car, mm-hmm. new battery goes in and you're off, which is quite a cool thing. But you obviously wonder how the person's treated the battery in your car. Do you know what I mean? So there's, there's that potential yeah. risk with it. And there's also, I suppose... Uh, well, people I stealing batteries. Well, that I was going to say, I was going to say compatibility between models and yeah, no, of course, sizing. Of course. And, but it's quite a nice idea. Yeah, you know, there's a crazy amount of government intervention and money and, and whatnot. They love that. <laughs> um, but it would be it would be a really interesting idea because then you'd get round all of this this issue of as you say having to stop thirty times between here and Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do think it's a nice idea. It's good for Costa and Starbucks. Yeah, and other independent coffee stores yes. that are also available. <laughs> um, On motorway service stations. Are we not being able to get Starbucks to sponsor us yet? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We're talking to them. Darn. Um, so, but I, I think the, it's the resulting emissions from hydrogen burning yeah. or fuel selling. Yes. You know, water. Water vapour. Is, is a pretty cool thing so out of those five categories what would you so if you were to i mean you yeah obviously you had a so i had a hybrid and i really really liked it um would you like an electric i'd like an i8 yeah (laughs) please (laughs) that's all over no i am i will buy and this is this is on the honest truth so i have at the moment i have a lease car and i got a diesel Right, which is boo because they're bad. Yes, I will. So I went from hybrid to that. I will go back. So in sort of two thousand twenty. But that's you know that's because of you know family and lifestyle. So you do a lot of in, you know on the weekends and stuff. You go to see Dog family and, yeah, yeah, and no, all that stuff. So but electric is not practical. From well, it, it kind of is, but you've got to buy a big electric car. Hmm. If you get the Tesla X. That's um, that's got a maximum range of three hundred and fifty-one miles. It's still not that much because that's three hundred and fifty-one miles. Because if I put, if I, when I said I can get six hundred miles out of my car, that's what it says. Yeah. I never get close to that. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with electric cars. You know, you don't get that unless you're driving at like forty-two miles an hour, whatever it says in there. Optimum, all the seats out, and yeah. all the wind is going behind you, and all this sort of stuff. So it's not that far. I think so. It's still, I still think that's a bit of an issue, um, but they they look cool, right? so I <laughs> so drive one. Um, but I so I my next car will be because I think in two thousand twenty two, like Volvo are bringing out all of their cars are going to have to be slightly hybrid related. Yeah, and Jag. I'm naming nice cars. But it's now, important to say happy. it's important to say the regulations in this. So London has got the ultra low emission zone, um, which which prohibits certain types of vehicles with um, old emission standards mm-hmm. uh, entering into the city um, for free, essentially. So you've got the congestion charge and now you've got this top-up. So it's incentivizing business owners and individuals to go for cleaner vehicles going forward. Yeah. And London might be just, you know, the, the type of typical model for all the cities around the UK to, to, to adapt. So, you know, you might get to, I don't know, 2025 
and it might just be impossible to drive a diesel. But it might almost be impossible to find a diesel, yeah, unless it's an old car. Yes, I think that's the point I was getting at. They, all the companies are really trying to push towards this. And and and, and there is a bit of sadness to all of that because I think in the last twelve months, and I don't know quite the figures, but it's, I think there's been at least two production lines turned off. I think one was a Nissan one, and the other one's in Ford. Mm. Um, because yeah, they were making diesel cars and European regulations or UK regulations are such that yeah. because of emissions I think the kind of the next cars are going to be more hybrid focused but I assume it wasn't blamed on them hybrids well, there's other things blamed on it but it's, it's important to it's important to say why 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 okay. they potentially close but um, the government have said they want to they want to stop all um, uh, petrol diesel cars by 2040 but then the, with all the um, you know um climate change stuff that's been going on at the moment they've been pressured to bring that down to 2030 that seems kind of soon but, but you can't force someone if they, right. so if they are having to drive for livelihood and they cannot afford which most people can't to spend £25,000 on a new car then you can say we're going to do this but good luck doing it unless you're going to give them an electric car each I agree, I do think it's um, fairly empty words because they're not really putting anything behind it they've also, um, last autumn they reduced um, some of the grants and whatnot they were doing towards um, towards electric vehicles plug-in electric vehicles mm. um, it used to be that there were three different categories of low emission cars that you could you could qualify and you could get up to I think when it first started you could get up to five grand yeah. and now they've reduced it down there's a lot fewer cars that, that qualify for it and you can only get three and a half grand but do you think so do you think in some way that's because the early cars that came out just sort of early electric cars and hybrid cars were early adopters were jumping on the bandwagon they were like you know I have to drive a green electric car right and so the, the car companies were like well let's make these cars more expensive because I can't believe the technology is more expensive. It seems to me a battery-powered car, like battery motors are about the most simple things on the planet. They can't really go wrong, yeah. apart from the you know, batteries exploding, which is a bad one. But they, you know, they, they're very, very simple to make. So I feel, and yes, the batteries are expensive, but I feel that if a car company was forced to, they could sell their electric vehicles and hybrid cars at the same price as a standard car. But why bother when, number one, early adopters are going to jump on the bandwagon and get one. But number two, there's this £5,000 to do it. You know, so if I'm willing to pay £25,000 for a car, but I get £5,000 off, perfect no-brainer. You know what I mean? It just, I kind of I feel that the, the manufacturers need to do their bit to help drive uptake as well. And that is, if I go to a forecourt, and buy and pick a new car, and I've got you know a Golf electric and a Golf, and they're the same price. I take the Golf electric. I wouldn't think twice. Mm. Well, there is a it's a three and a half thousand pounds grant if it's a zero emissions. So at the minute, zero emissions vehicle uh, that does seventy or more miles on a, on a charge, so you can get a three and a half thousand pound grant. Um, and there's different rules for other. What do you think is going to happen to? Well, I think we're running out of time now. But what do you think is going to happen with Tesla? Do you think like, it's going to work or do you think it's going to collapse? Well, in the company itself? company itself, what they're trying to do? I think it's, um, it's, it's novel. I think 
maybe they had to be ambitious um, in in what what um, Elon Musk was saying in terms of how he wanted to to change stuff. You know, if he wasn't ambitious, then he wouldn't have got so far as as to where where he's he's got to. But I think. Um, um, Do you think we should we should invite? Elon Musk come and speak on our well, listen, podcast. You know, if you want to talk for uh, Elon for an hour and a half, you know, come down to the to the green room. Absolutely. Mm. Right, and where would Mr. Musk listen to our podcast? Uh, he can actually find us on many different avenues, but I always so forgetful, just like yourself, James, <laughs> in terms of the cars that you've owned in the past. I always go to the Green Age website, so I go mm. www.thegreenage.co.uk. Uh, I load the website, I go to the top, next to the energy saving guides on the right hand side, I see our podcast. Mm. I click onto that and then there's reams and different ways of what you can find and listen to us. Stitcher. Yeah. Tune uh, in radio. Podbean. Yes. Apple. Podcasts. Although they are changing that now, aren't Not they? No, it's only the so-called podcast at the it's moment. Still at the moment. But Spotify. Yep. That's it. Really. And then obviously but YouTube, if you, ways. YouTube if you want to watch, watch us as well. Not Harry though. Soon you'll see Harry. <laughs> yes. Um, cool. And then energy saving news. There is a fair bit in the. Well, we talked about the twenty fifty. Yeah, um, and I think that's the really. I mean, that could be enormous, and I think a lot of various different bits will fall out of that. And I think potentially a bigger topic that we need to discuss in a bit more detail. Yeah. Well, and, and just kind of in, in summary, uh, so to reduce it, we've got to do three different things we're going to reduce three different so one is from emissions through through our properties and housing mm-hmm. so that's about a third and reduction in emissions through transportation so we're talking a lot about electric vehicles and a third one is emissions through the industrial processes so factories mm-hmm. uh, power stations etc uh, and then out of those you, you know you've got different levers and 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 things to uh, which we can incentives. discuss at a later date yes um is there anything else from anyone no, I think we'll cover charging points uh, for electric vehicles on an upcoming podcast. Okay. Um, cool. It's just, just thoroughly interesting. Perfect. The infrastructure of it. So it's one thing having a car, it's another thing to be able to charge it. Very good. Right, well that's it then for this week. So thank you very much for listening or watching. Uh, and if you're interested in subscribing, Nick has told you various different mechanisms that you can do that. And if you're interested in commenting, where can I comment? You can comment on uh, Facebook, you can comment on YouTube, you can comment anywhere, really. Uh, and we will try and reply to as many of these messages as we can. Uh, fortunately, at the moment, everyone's been relatively positive. Yes. But I'm sure a troll will eventually find us. Yes. Um, but, uh, but no, Looking that's, it. To that. that's yep. it for this week. So thank you very much.